The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I'm alone today, except I have Chris, the producer, and Chad Mendes on the phone, Junior Dos Santos on the phone, and Matt Serra on the phone. So I'm not really alone, am I? Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts... Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hey, this is Chad Mendes. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up, Chad? We're going to start with you. Uh, well, we haven't even started the uh, the show yet. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. How you okay. doing, buddy? Good, good. Who Matt, is this, Matt? Th- this is Jim Norton. No, Matt Sarah is oh, in. Uh, he's with Dana doing something, and we had a co-host named Bobby who uh, canceled forty minutes ago because he has an emergency dental appointment. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> so as we're as as you call, we were just watching rewatching your your fight with Connor, and we were in round two, probably right. But you, it, that ended in the second round, correct? Yeah, right at the end of it. Yeah, I, th- I think we were very close to the end of that. And how long of a camp did you have before that fight? Uh, ten days. Okay, it was, and he was supposed to fight Aldo, and you got the call. And was that in Brazil yeah. or Vegas? No, it was Vegas. Okay, uh, and did you just get tired? Was it because you didn't have a proper camp? Because or was it his body kicks that were kind of uh, that slowed you down a bit? No, it was just the not enough training. Okay, not a full camp. Well, to me, that was but, the the way that they said Conor hadn't really fought a wrestler. So watching you do that kind of, you know how they said uh, if you saw the Ayaquinta Khabib fight, it kind of yeah. exposed Khabib. Not in the, you know, it just in a way that you you know there are certain vulnerabilities, I guess, in his game, and I think that was what you did to Conor. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I had, the wrestling part of Connor's game has always been his weakest, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I mean, I I felt like I exposed that pretty well. Yeah, you you, really you, you sorry, Chad. Yeah, you were really kind of imposing your will on the ground. I mean, you you I think you had at least four takedowns in that fight, and uh, and you yeah. and you looked really great. I don't know how you got he got back up um, uh, at the end of the second. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I I passed the guard and ended up trying to go for a choke instead of just like looking back. I was actually just talking to a buddy about it. I should have just stayed in the guard and kept elbowing him and just fought out the round. But I was trying to advance and trying to get a submission locked up and ended up turning into a scramble and he got back up to his feet. Okay. Yeah. Cause you were yeah. having success dropping elbows on the floor. Was it that you were tired and you wanted to finish it or did you just see an opportunity? Um, I just saw an opportunity. I felt like, you know, it's, I know his jits isn't something that's super great, and 
felt like if I got around his neck, I might be able to submit him and in the fight, but ended up not going that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was still very impressed. I remember that fight. Um, and, and I was rooting for you very hard. And again, everybody knew you had a very, very short camp and you were just stepping in. Uh, and I thought you did, you did a really good job and just, just maybe with a little bit more time to, to get the cardio, you would have, uh, I think you would have, you could have won that fight easily. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, how you doing too? I mean, it's been, I guess what, two years since you fought? Yeah, it's been a while. I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm super excited to get back in there and compete. It's been, uh, chomping at the bit the last, you know, probably year. And uh, it's nice to finally get back in there and, and do this. Now, when you're suspended for two years, this is one of the longer USADA suspensions. Why did they give you two years as opposed to a year? Um, because I didn't fight it. I didn't, I mean, I just told the UFC I wanted to take a year off and let my head heal. I mean, I had just lost to Connor and then got, you know, barely touched by Frankie and rung my bell. I just wanted to step back and let my head heal a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, about halfway through that is when all that stuff came about. And, you know, I, it was, I mean, it was ultimately my own fault. I just didn't know what I was using in that cream on my psoriasis. And, you know, I told them like, look, you know, this is what I was using. Like, you know, I wasn't intentionally trying to cheat, but, um, you know, I'll take my sentence. It is what it is. Like I was going to take time off anyway. So, um, ended up, starting my my company pins and feathers and getting that ball rolling and the last two years just been enjoying life doing all that so um you know it was it was kind of a it was a shitty situation you know it was embarrassing but um you know like i said ultimately it was my fault so i felt like you know you screwed up you got to do the punishment i'm not going to make up some you know stupid excuse and try to get you know out of it or cause a big scene like it was my own damn fault so let's do it now the medication it's obviously i guess i'm gonna guess it's topical you you rub it on to your it's not a pill or anything yeah. right no no it's topical i have psoriasis i've had it since i was a little kid like my shins are completely covered in it it's all over my scalp i get it on my ears and elbows so i mean it's just something i've dealt with my entire life and you know i've i've been given different creams and ointments and and you know oils and different things from people that have had eczema or psoriasis like oh i you know i got i got this stuff that works great for mine you should try it right you know i've never thought twice about something being in it that was illegal for a sport you know i've just sometimes i would try it and you know it might help a little bit sometimes it didn't do anything at all and you know it just kind of how how things always played out like i never really paid that much attention to it just kind of dealt with it but um like I said, you know, as soon as you started got involved, it's my duty, my job to know what the hell I'm taking, what I'm putting in my body, and I didn't do the job, so it was my fault. So the psoriasis is kind of when your skin gets flaky, right? Yeah, so I have plaque psoriasis, so it's, it's like a really, really thick layer of basically dead, dry skin, and uh, itch is like a mother. It, uh, you know, gets super red and irritated looking, sometimes bleeds like if you crack it cracks it gets so dry um but yeah my my scalp is super flaky i can't wear black because it looks like i got snow oh. on yeah it's pretty it's pretty fucking annoying honestly but <laughs> well is it hard when you're fighting if you're doing especially if you're wrestling or doing jujitsu and you're on the ground and your shins or whatever are scraping against the mat i mean is, is is it an obvious uh difference or more painful um i mean not so much painful but like when I get the cracks and it starts bleeding and stuff, you know, when you get sweating, it, it burns a little bit, but it's nothing. I mean, I'm used to kicking, 
things with my shins. So, you know, you got that's not really anything that's too big of a deal. But, you know, more importantly, you got to worry about, I mean, it's sometimes open open wounds and I got to be careful of getting infections and, and nasty stuff like that. So it's just something I'm always having to think about as far as keeping clean and, and staying up on that. But uh, just... It's just more annoying than anything. And you got to rub it in your hair, right? And onto your scalp when, when it starts. Mm-hmm. To, how often does it act up something like that? How often is it considered an outbreak or how often does that shit happen? No, it's, I've had it since I was little nonstop. It doesn't go away. Oh. It's, it's so it's, yeah, it's just like a big, thick patch of redness. Like it's, I don't know. It's just there all the time. Sometimes it's worse than others. Like, you know, if I, if I drink caffeine or, um, alcohol or anything like that, it gets way more, um, dried out. It gets, um, I don't know, just basically what it is is so everybody's body is like shedding skin all the time. But in those specific parts of your body, your body is, um, making so much skin so fast that it can't basically shed it fast enough. So it just layers on top of it, of itself. And then it just becomes like a big patch of dead skin, basically. Pretty oh. gross. It's weird. It's, but it's funny that they just can't figure out a way to cure it. Have you found things that have worked and all of a sudden, like, hey, this is going great for a while, and then it just stops working? Um, no. I mean, there's there's probably things I can do that would help it tremendously. But the thing that sucks is there's, there's shots that I can get, but, you know, they're super hard on your liver and your kidneys. I mean, they're not – to me, I would rather deal with a skin issue than have a messed up liver, you know? Yeah, of course. So I've never – and then – there's certain pills that you can take, but they lower your immune system, which in this sport is just a no-go. Like, I'm already breaking my body down training and, and and working out so hard that my immune system's, you know, jeopardized all the time anyway. So, you know, I can't be getting sick throughout my training camp, so that's taken off the board. So, I mean, ultimately, other than, you know, like coconut oils and more natural things that I try to stick to, you know, which don't take it away, they just kind of help it not be so dry but um i mean there's not a ton of options at least that i know of um you know i've gone to the dermatologist and tried to see if diet was anything i can change and you know i tried taking out dairy um and it helps it helped but still hasn't like gone away um so i don't know there's people talk about there's wheat wheat allergies that can kind of irritate it as well but I don't, I'm not sure. You just live with it. Yeah. And GHRP6, what exactly is that? Because that's what they found. That was in the cream. So then they test you and, and it pops, you know, it gets you popped. And it's it's obviously in the cream that you put on your skin. So it soaks in. What exactly is GHRP6? So I did a bunch of research after because I honestly, I had no fucking clue what that was before. You know, and they told me this is what you're, you know, was in your system. I'm like, well, what, what is that? Like, where could that be found? And so immediately I started looking at all my supplements, you know, obviously nothing that I was taking had that in it. Um, and so I started thinking about anything different that I had just started using. And that's when the cream came up. So I looked on the back and of course, one of the ingredients on the list was that. So I started doing some research and um, I guess basically what it's used for is it's a, a peptide that makes your body produce um, its own human growth hormone levels. And so when you have higher growth hormone levels, it's supposed to be like healthy for your hair, your skin, your nails. Um, And so I'm taking it. That's why that stuff was in it. But I guess there's like bodybuilders use it to 
as, the reason why they call it a performance enhancer is like bodybuilders or different athletes will take it with other steroids, like actual anabolics, and it's supposed to like amplify it. And so, you know, one of my arguments was, well, obviously I'm not doing that. None of that stuff is in my system. I'm not right. trying to like cheat, you know? So, but you know, it is what it is. That the two years was slapped on. I didn't fight it. So, <laughs> but isn't it weird? Like the bodybuilders would probably be taking it. They wouldn't be putting it on topically. They'd be taking it in pill form, right? And they could, you could hand them this cream. This is what I've been taking. Like, so they could see that it's not the same way. You wouldn't be, you're not consuming it the same way. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would guess, and that's probably something that would have came out if I would have fought it. Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's probably multiple ways to take it, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, like I said, didn't fight it, didn't even get to that point. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, you said you I'm wanted to take a break, right? And you, what is the company you started? Cause I had to ask you, how did you make money in two years? I mean, that, that, that's a long way to lay off without earnings. So what, what is this company you started? So I started, it's called fins and feathers, uh, both fins and feathers spelled with a Z. Um, and so basically what it is, so I'm, I'm a big outdoorsman. I love hunting. I love fishing. Um, I love taking, you know, people that have never done that out and like teaching them and like, just seeing the joy on their face when they, you know, catch their first fish or, you know, harvest their first animal or whatever it is. But so I live off of, you know, the wild game. Most of my training camps, a lot of the stuff, you know, even outside of training camp, I'd say probably 85% of my diet is all wild game. And, uh, so I, I mean, I've been doing it since I was a little kid. So I'm like, what, what can I do in the outdoor space that's unique, new, nobody's really doing it and, and enjoy being with clients that love hunting, love fishing, and make money doing it. So me and a buddy, I mean, we'd been thinking about it for probably two or three years before this. And uh, what it, what we call it is like a, a celebrity outdoor adventure company. So we put together different hunting trips, different fishing trips. Um, and then what we do is we have about 20 different celebrity pro staff members, uh, different UFC fighters. We have a lot of uh, baseball, basketball, football players, some actors. Um, you know, just different celebrities that people, you know, see on TV or watch play different sports or whatever it is. And, uh, we put one of those celebrities or sometimes two of those celebrities on the trips with the client. So the client not only gets to go on a cool hunting adventure, maybe it's their first time, maybe it's not. Um, they get to bring home some awesome organic free range meat to fill their freezer with. And not only that, they get to do it with someone that they maybe look up to or, you know, they, they see on TV um, and everybody has a good time, you know, all these people that are pro staff members love the outdoors. They love hunting, love fishing. Um, and so everyone just has the same interests and love. So it, it, I don't know, it's just something that ended up coming together. We launched it in 2015 and, uh, 2016 and 17 were really big years for us. So we didn't know how it was going to take off, but ended up booking out all of our trips. Oh, wow. Years. Yeah, and so it ended up being really cool, man. I got to travel all over the place, um, go on really cool hunting and fishing trips, and got to meet a bunch of new people, which I consider friends now. A lot of them. Who did you? Who did you have come? Like, I'm sure you enjoyed all of them. Who did you have come that you're like, fuck? I can't believe we got this person. (laughs) Um, Are you talking about like the celebrities? Yeah, 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 of course. Um, I mean, we just had Dan Henderson go on our big tuna fishing trip out of San Diego. That was pretty cool. I mean, I've always looked up to Dan. Sure. we got Hunter Strickland, he plays for the Giants. He's um, going to do some trips for us this year. Um, you know, we, we got guys like Uriah Faber. Faber has gone on some really cool trips with us. He did our tuna trip last year, and then he also went to uh, Texas. We have a Texas helicopter. Basically, it's like a pig eradication trip. 
Um, and so the pig, the pig population out in Texas is just out of control, like insane. Really? And so there's, there's no way for these, these farmers to like keep the numbers down. They're just doing, you know, millions of dollars worth of damage on these crops. And so, you know, they, they, they try poison them, but it poisons, you know, the whole ecosystem, basically other, other animals eat that meat, and get poisoned. They try trapping them and, um, you know, pigs are smart. They'll maybe get trapped. A group will get trapped. And after that, they kind of stay away from them. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's not a lot to do, but you know, there's millions of them and they, so basically they take these, they pay these, these helicopter flyers to go up and then you run the pigs out into open and then you basically just shoot them. Um, now, helicopter. do people eat, cause I like the fact like Rogan does these trips and I literally, I've yeah. never hunted. It's, it, you know, I, I'm, I don't necessarily like it, but I like guys who eat what they kill. Like, so if you're taking yeah. that meat home or like Joe fucking Rogan, I've actually jacked off looking at elk. Like, God damn, does that look <laughs> delicious? You ever watch him cook elk with garlic? You're like, fuck, that looks delicious. Oh yeah. So like natural he healthy does, food is a smart way to eat. Yeah. He always does the jalapenos in there too. And it makes it look so good. I actually just had that the other day. We made some, some uh, venison and I had to throw some jalapenos on the plate with it. My wife's like, what are you doing? Like, don't, don't even ask. It's, it's something Joe Rogan does. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, if you're going to eat what you hunt, I think that's a really good thing. So you use these last two years to kind of make your living doing that. And now you're fighting again. You're fighting, uh, you know, your first fight back in two years uh, against Miles Jury. It's on the main card. Uh, UFC Boise is this Saturday, July the 4th, uh, 14th, 10 o'clock. Uh, it's uh, even off against Dos Santos, of course, and uh, FS1. So, are you in Boise now? I am. Yep. Yeah, we got in uh, last night. We um, checked in. We went, got some groceries for the week, and then had our uh, our evening workout. So I'm just woke up this morning. I got media basically all day today, and uh, just shooting. I actually got a YouTube uh, channel that I've been pumping a lot of really cool content out um, leading up to the fight. So. This whole week, we're putting videos up. We did some last week as well. Um, so it's, it's really cool just being able to show the fans and stuff what my daily life's like, um, you know, just leading up to the fight. So it's, it's been fun. Well, you know, it's funny. We get guys, we get guys like in New York or in Vegas that they're going to call in. They'll be a little late. You always know when someone's in a, a very uh, a slow town because they call five minutes early. So you're in Boise. <laughs> we got to call for you five minutes early. Yeah. Like, there's nothing going on here. Nothing at all. It's, it's pretty calm out there, honestly. But, yep, just sitting in my hotel room waiting to do my media. Are you concerned with Octagon Rust? I mean, or is that a thing? Some people say, no, it's not. And some guys are like, yeah. But it's been two years. I mean, that, that's I'm sure you've trained, but that's a while to not fight. Well, I'll tell you Sunday. <laughs> oh, you're not sure? Okay. Never, I've never taken this long off for any sport. So, um, you know, I, I hear people talk about ring rest all the time. You know, there's some people that are like, no, nah, it's not a real thing. And other people, you know, say that it is. So, like I said, I've never been in this situation. So, you know, ultimately, I know what I can and can't do. And I, I, this whole camp focused on what I can control. And that's my training. So, you know, getting mentally right and just and being as mentally prepared as possible is something I really focused on, um, as well as being physically prepared. So, you know, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Like I, I started implementing some new training into this camp you know really focusing on heart rate and and kind of implementing more science into it and just and 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 using that stuff to really peak at the right time so i feel like i'm right on track my weight is great um i'm excited you know i think that's a, a big factor you know the fight game is something that's a very vicious sport and it's not something you're excited about you're gonna have you're gonna have a rough night so 
for me being super excited about this and just uh, anxious to get back in there and compete, I think it's going to be huge. What do you think about the division has changed a little bit in the last couple of years? I mean, to say the least, uh, you know, with, obviously with Ortega, um, uh, uh, Zabit Magomed Sharipov, of course, Hanana, uh, Hanana uh, Moicano, uh, you know, Yair. Like, what do you think of the division now? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Choi. You know, yeah, division's always been tough in my in my opinion. I mean, we've always had very tough guys all the way up from you know ten all the way up to number one, in my opinion. But um, you know, I think this is a perfect time for me to come back in. You know, I think I think the difference from when I was fighting, you know, two years ago to now is a lot of these featherweights are getting a lot taller. Um, you know, but other than that, I mean, I feel like the competition is still as tough as it was. Um, and I feel like I match up great with a lot of these guys. So, um, you know, I'm going to focus on miles, you know, this, this sure. is a guy that is tough. I mean, he is fighting at, at 55s coming down to featherweight, you know, he's fought here a few times. He actually just beat my teammate, his last fight, uh, Rick Glenn. And, um, you know, so that in itself is, has been great for this training camp, being able to train with Glenn and, and, uh, you know, use him as a training partner and just, pick his brain on what he thought was a strength, what was a weakness for jury and just use that. So I, I think I'm, you know, I'm right on point and I feel great, but on all, all the division is it's, uh, it's right where I want it to be. I feel like. And Rick Glenn, by the way, is also is fighting uh, Dennis Bermudez on this card, uh, which yep. should also be a, a tremendous fight. Yeah, I think, you know, considering your wrestling, I think you match up really well with guys like Zabit, uh, Yair. I mean, you saw what happened with Frankie and Yair. I mean, uh, you know, a good wrestler to me always has a huge advantage yeah. over a, a striker just because there's no way you're not going to get him down at least once. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I think if, if I – put together a solid game plan and I stick to it in the fight I feel like I can beat any of these guys so um, I'm excited man well we're happy you're back man it's been way too long I mean look you said you needed the rest you wanted to take time anyway and uh, hey good for you using the time to, to build a company and to do something because a lot of guys do that shit after they retire and then they try to go out yeah. and promote it but you have uh, you're quite a, you know you're 33 years old man you got years left in, in UFC so you can at least build this brand while you're still actively fighting yep for sure, and that was kind of the the idea behind it. You know, I knew I wasn't going to be done fighting, so I said, you know, I got some time. You know, maybe this is all a blessing in disguise. Let's get this up and running now, and then when I'm back fighting, it's only going to help grow even faster. So um, that is the plan, and uh, everything everything as far as that goes is sitting pretty right now. So um, we do have a couple trips. If anyone's interested, and you're listening, you want to do some fins and feathers trips, hit us up on finsandfeathers.com. We do have a couple spots on some of these trips open left. So. And Fins and Feathers both spelled with Zs. And uh, before we right. let you go, just a quick question. on Obviously, you, uh, you know, Cody is a teammate. Have you been training with him, preparing for his, uh, his rematch uh, title fight with TJ? Yeah, man, I, I train with Cody all the time. It's, you know, Cody's a stud. TJ's a stud. You know, I'm actually buddies with both of them, and it's kind of an awkward situation sure. for me. So, I, you know, I just try to stay out of the drama. You know, I'm, I'm training with Cody. You know, and, and like I said, he's an animal. He's looking great. And, uh, you know, I just wish them both the best, safe, you know, healthy fight. And hopefully they both go out there and make a ton of money. So Yeah, I mean, it's hard when you're friends. Like, like you know, I'm not friends with uh, fighters the way you, you are. Obviously, you train with them. But, I mean, it's hard when you like two guys to pick yeah. one over the other. Because you, you also, especially when they're evenly matched, it's like, who do I go with? Because I really like both of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, I mean, I don't pick. I just, like I said, just. I train with Cody, so I'm there helping Cody, and you know, and, and I see his his progression and and his 
his ability to just be an animal. And, uh, you know, I'm not training with TJ right now, so I don't see that. But, uh, you know, I see videos online. And, sure. You know, I do like both guys. I actually work with – TJ is one of our fins and feathers athletes. Um, you know, and Cody's, Cody's a part of the team as well. And um, love both of them. And, like I said, I just wish them both a healthy fight and, and a lot of money. So, that's, I just try sure. to stay out of the drama. No, I don't blame you. Do you have to? And uh, Miles is ranked number twelve. So let's just say uh, you do beat Miles. Have, do you, you must have given some thought because you want to jump back into those rankings and you want to get back on people's radar again. As you know, hey, you're back. Do you have any idea of who you may call out? I don't. I mean, ultimately, it just there's some fights that are lined up, and it just depends who wins those fights. But honestly, anyone in the top five up would be would be ideal for me. Okay. All right. Well, look, Chad, we're really happy you're back, man. And I'm glad you made the most of that time. And uh, look, you're 33. You got plenty of years left. So good luck. Uh, good luck this Saturday against Miles Joy, okay? I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. Good talking to you. Later. Yeah, that was nice. He called, uh, right? We were just watching the end of his counter fight. So. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, it's interesting to hear, like, to, to build a company like that while you are uh, out. You know what I mean? Because he didn't seem too upset about it. When you don't fight it, when you're like, ah, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah, I was doing a little, re- you know, obviously doing research before the show, just looking at some of the stuff that he said. And yeah, he he was kind of looking to take a little bit of time off anyway. He was kind of feeling burned out with the training, and he had lost you know, three out of four. Yeah, you don't want to be, you know, forced to take a break, but it felt like it kind of came at the right time for him anyway. So. Yeah, it's almost like when you, you get suspended from school and you don't feel like going anyway. Yeah, well, that's every day. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Me neither. That's why my school suck shirts are selling so well. <laughs> They're very cool. Yeah. Um. Well, you just handed me something. Yeah. Well. UFC featherweight Brian Ortega loves to fight. He loves the strategy. And you know what else he loves? Matt? Toyo tires! Because like Brian Ortega, Toyo tires are as tough as they come. And they are the official tire of the UFC. Now, there's a lot to love about Toyo tires. They have aggressive design. They are proven on and off-road capabilities. They're tires for any weather. What good are tires? The only good when it's sunny. <laughs> that would suck. Because yeah, it rains. Helpful. And uh, they have the toughness to back it all up. Look, there's a confidence that comes with having tough tires. You're more comfortable driving. So no matter what you're driving, no matter where you're driving, you can count on Matt. Toyo tires! Tough people love tough tires. If you're tough, these are the tires for you. Toyo tires. The next time you need tires, ask for Toyo, the official tire of the UFC. Now learn more about toyotires.com. Backslash UFC. That's toyotires.com. Backslash UFC. They are good friends to the UFC and good friends to Matt and myself. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's pull-up podcast. Very special mini post-game seven episode of pull-up. An epic game seven in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph. And a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.
After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. Even though Matt is out fucking lollygagging. Is Matt in Vegas still? Yeah, he's still out in Vegas. I think. He what is he doing in Vegas? I don't know, man. He's just fucking hanging out with the boss. <sighs> Boy, that car company fucked Matt. No, uh, yeah, for the live. They didn't the, pick uh, me the up show the airport. At the really? No, I, I went to... to uh, I went to get my, uh, I don't know if it was their fault or the coordinator or whatever, but I went to, I got back in, you know, 11 o'clock at night. I do radio in the morning. There's no car there for me. So um, they screwed Matt. The poor Matt, they took him for a while. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, they drove him. I think they went north when they were supposed to go south. And they said he came out down late. Yeah, but you're supposed to just have that in the GPS. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Even if he was 10 minutes late, he would have been there. Yeah, he wasn't an hour and 40 minutes late. No. He simply wasn't. No. Um, And in Ganu, by the way, we should talk about this. Released a statement uh, on Instagram. It's so funny where people release statements. Instagram kind of seems like the place that people do now. They'll sure. post a nice picture and then they because you can write as much as you want. Yes. Know? No, there's no character yeah. uh, limit. I am not proud of my last performance. I have carried my fear. Oh, I, I noticed that you started kind of doing a bit of an accent a there. A bit of an accent, <laughs> but I can't do like an African French accent. Yeah, no, it's impossible. I am not proud of my, I can't do it. I, I haven't heard Ngannou talking of, but I am not proud of my last performance. I've carried my fear from the last fight to this one. I completely understand the frustration and anger it has caused to my fans, coaches, teammates, family, and friends, and I'm truly sorry for that. I won't let everyone down again. All I can do now is prove myself and make you proud again. Now, John Jones said, brother, please don't feel like you let people down. No one understands what it's like to be in there. We're extremely grateful for your performance. Thanks for being a great entertainer. Look, I, you know I love John. Yeah. I don't agree with him on this one. Now, and again, I'm not one of these fight fans that's like, fuck a pussy. Right. Like, I don't boo fighters and they don't immediately start kicking. But when you are fighting and, and, you know, again, you're the number one contender and you're fighting another highly ranked guy and you're not throwing punches, people do have the right to be frustrated. You know what I mean? Because it's like, look, people do pay to see a fight. And again, I gave, you know, a Damian Maya against fucking Woodley. I did not agree with the booing on that one because, again... Woodley is trying to deal. Woodley, not very friendly to Jim Norton when he saw me, by the way. Oh, really? Not, not I, particularly, no. Yeah, um, not horrible, nice. but okay. not very friendly. Oh, do me a favor. Look at me. Hey. See the way I, I nodded at that Coke? Uh, That's yeah. how he, that basically was about as friendly. Right. But either way, I didn't fault Woodley because I thought that, uh, again, he was stopping takedowns and he was, these are just two sluggers worried about getting knocked out. 
So I, I disagree. I felt that, by, especially by the middle to the end of the first round. I thought that it was going to be a second round and got a TKO or knockout because I figured you, the first round, these two monsters are going to feel each other out. Right, of course. Sam Alvey said that Derek Lewis didn't necessarily have one punch, but I, I don't agree. I think Derek Lewis can fucking punch a hole through you. Oh, absolutely. He can. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a very he, and scary he does guy. It, he tends to do it like a little bit later in a fight too. So I figured by the second round at least. Yeah. Um, but they just never got going. He just kept kind of setting up for feints. And it's like Lewis was not doing much. So I'm like, what the fuck is he and Ganu doing? At least Lewis yeah. had a bad back. He threw a few kicks. But I really, this is what I like about Francis. And this is where I, I it's hard for me not to love this guy. Yeah. After Stipe, he comes out and he goes, I underestimated my, my, underestimated my opponent. No one says that. He said it. Here's what he said. I carried my fear from the last fight to this one. The, he's, he's a giant heavyweight admitting that he was afraid. Like... There's something about that I really love. Yep. And it's not the smartest strategy in a fight world, but he's being very, very honest. So I think with him, you always know. And I hope that fear, you know, we, again, I've, we've heard the rumor that he does not like to train with heavyweights, does not like to train wrestling because, and maybe Dana was right. Maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe Nganu likes to be a killer. Pow! He likes to knock you the fuck out. By the way, that's a true non-fighter. Pow. Pow? Well, yeah, I'm a Batman like fucking... Bat I, I know. Batman, yeah, come yeah, zing! <laughs> but, uh, you know, you gotta go in there. That's why DC beat Stipe, because he trains with Kane. 100%. He trains with a fucking animal. I saw Kane backstage, by the way. He's a fucking... He's not even a human. He's like something out of a fucking the Transformers. Yeah, he's gigantic. He was actually staying at the hotel we were staying at, and I saw him, like, after the fight, he just kind of walked by me. He is a house here's what kane is you. the man is a behemoth yes and that's who dc trains with yep and khabib he's and around khabib, all these guys Luke yeah. Rockhold. yeah he's just oh i forgot Luke trains with yeah but i mean he's training with someone heavier and, and stronger and just as dangerous on the ground a vicious tireless yeah. fighter that's who nganu's got to train with guys that are going to kick the shit out of him in the ring i don't want to hear you're going to have to fight him it doesn't matter you have to fight yeah. him because you're going to have to fight a lot he's only one guy you're going to have to fight you should prepare for the other ten guys. You're definitely going to have to fight. No, I agree, and I we're going to call uh, Junior in a second. But I, but I was going to say, I want, when he says the fear, he carried the fear from the last fight. I wonder if what specifically he's talking about was it the fact that he gassed? Because it seems like he came in a little bit lighter. It seemed like he was trying to pace himself. Obviously, sure. he didn't throw any punches, which was a you know not what you want to see. But I wonder if that's what he's talking about. That he was kind of afraid that he was going to get too tired. I think that's and that he'd be taken advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. And before we call uh, Junior, I do want to say, and this is why. Who doesn't love fucking Stipe? This guy is just oh, great. Yeah. He posts a message. Congrats to DC. Uh, you know, I didn't get to stand uh, in the cage, but let's dance again in the rematch. You know, he, Stipe's always very cut to the chase. Terrible Stipe impression. Before you call it a career, thanks to my coaches and team. Being the greatest heavyweight in UFC history is a career-long journey. doesn't end here. I'm more motivated than ever. Uh, what a fucking! You know what? You said, it, and then he comes out. And he goes, "That was DC's night, not my night." Yep. How do you, is that? Is, is he on the phone? Yeah, he's gonna call. Oh, him. okay. He's calling right now. Um, uh, hello, uh, uh, Junior. Are you on the phone, Junior Dos Santos? Yes, I am here. Hey, buddy, how are you? It's Jim Norton. Matt Sarah's not here tonight. He's off, you know, fucking around with Dana in Vegas doing something. Got it, Jim. How are you? I'm good, buddy. It's funny. We were just talking about the uh, the Stipe loss to DC. Which, you know, it was really a hard fight to pick because DC has fought at heavyweight, but he was coming up and he's fighting 40 pounds heavier. Personally, I, I had Stipe by decision. Were you surprised at how that fight went? Yeah, I'm very surprised, actually. You know, I, 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 I thought Stipe would win by knockout, you know, TKO or something like that as a third round 
think uh, that was that was uh, that was what I was thinking about, you know. But uh, but the way uh, the fight was was very impressive, you know. I like Daniel Cormier did did a good job. Actually, you know, Miocic, in my in my mind, in my opinion, uh, Miocic did some uh, mistakes. You know, I didn't understand why he was accepting the the close distance. You know, the only chances for Daniel Cormier on on that case would be the close distance, and uh, like Miocic was like trying to grapple with him. You know, so uh, I don't know if they did a a good strategy for that fight. But he was winning. He was winning until he got caught sure. with that punch and uh, and knocked out. Do you think possibly, and again, this is just a guess from watching the fight, I'm wondering because Cormier came in heavier than Stipe. He came in, and it's 40 pounds heavier than he's normally fighting at lately. Uh, do you think that maybe Stipe was trying to grind up against the cage the way he, I mean, way he beat Ngannou was by wearing him out. And DC is a different animal than you know, Francis Ngannou as far as his cardio. But do you think that he was trying to maybe hope that DC would get tired because of the extra weight? Um, yeah, I think I think it was something like that for sure. You know, Cormier was, he was big, man. He was yeah. like <laughs> very big in that fight. And, uh, you know, but uh, uh, Miocic was trying to, even if he, he was trying to make him tired, like with the grappling game, that wasn't a good idea, you know, because he would get tired if he he moves more. He he was walking around the the the, the, the cage, you know. He he would uh, make uh, Daniel Cormier to follow him, so uh, so he would make uh, Cormier tired e- either way. But uh, yeah, I think he he tried to do something like he did with Ingano, and it didn't work very well. And when you see a guy like Ngannou, who again I, I, is a guy who's just knocking people out, and then he comes out and he loses the fight to Stipe, and he admits that he underestimated him, and then he's very, very hesitant against Derek Lewis. Whether he's worried about gassing or worried about getting hit, um, you know, do you think that can get into a fighter's head where you have one bad fight and all of a sudden he admitted that he carried over his fear from one fight to the next? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, fighting the, the uh, fighting is a uh, is the most part of the, the the fighting thing is in mentally. You know, you have to be mentally strong. And sometimes when you come from a loss, you know, especially in this case, you know, he he was beating everybody else. So uh, he was coming from a loss with a, to to Chich. I think he was he- hesitating. You know, to attack, hesitating to fight. So. Uh, I think uh, he wasn't he wasn't mentally prepared for this comeback. So, but I, I, of course, you know everybody knows how tough he is. So I think he's going to be doing better fights in the future. And how do you prepare yourself? Because you, you you've gone back and forth with wins and losses. So you, if you lose a fight, how do you settle yourself to kind of wash that away and then come back to, to fight again with confidence? Uh, well, uh, we, I try, you know, I try to be very confident all the time. I try to be very positive, to believe in the positive side of the thing, you know. So I think that helps me, uh, helps me a lot. But uh, also the experience, uh, more experience you have, I think the more you know how to, to treat yourself during, uh, you know, the challenge. So uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm having uh, a lot of experience in my career. So I'm prepared for everything. And you were actually scheduled to fight uh, in Ganu uh, in, in September of 2017, I think, uh, or, or was it? 
Oh, you were removed in in August because of this uh, USADA uh, violation. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to fight in Ghana, but they, they took me out of the fight because they found uh, traits of diuretic, a cheap and un- an effective diuretic on me. So, uh, yeah, that was wasn't a very good situation. You know, they took me, they they stopped me for nine months. You know, while they were doing the investigation on that case. So it, it wasn't a very good uh, uh, situation. Actually, it was a very bad situation in my career, in my life. And I hope this, uh, I don't wish that nobody can go through, through this, especially being, uh, uh, not being guilty, like especially being innocent, like was my case, you know. What is it like to be accused of something that you know you didn't do. You're a clean fighter. What What is it like to all of a sudden be called a cheater and know that you didn't do it? How frustrating is that? Yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible because I've been loud about, you know, the Usada thing about uh, I, I'm against the drugs. I, I want to, you know, a clean sport. I've been fighting since the beginning uh, clean. You know, I became champion of the world, you know, this way. And uh, and I'm proud of this. I'm very very proud of this. And uh, then when the USADA, you know, they didn't ask anything. They just uh, released the news. You know, he just released for the whole world that Junior is a cheater or something like that. Then people start to call me like this. You know, even cheaters, they were calling me cheater and uh, consider me one of them. So uh, mm-hmm. that was terrible. That was a very very that feeling, you know, I don't wish that for nobody. And, uh, you know, yourself, Lil Nog, and uh, Marcos uh, Rogerio de Lima, all, if they, it came down to these two com- uh, compounding pharmacies in Brazil. They had produced and sold contaminated supplements, which kind of led to positive tests. They kind of gave you a retroactive six-month suspension so you could start fighting immediately. But do, is there a way for them to do these investigations faster? Because fighters have a, sh- a shelf life. I mean, age is not a fighter's friend. So nine months of your life is on, you can't fight. So do you think that there's a way for them to do these a little faster to get answers for you guys? I think should do it. I think there's a, yeah. It needs to have a, a faster uh, way to do this, you know, to do this investigation. And, to, and also, like in my case, you know, I, I, I think Yosada should consider it that, um, like in my case, they found 0.4 or 0.5 uh, of uh, hydrochlorothiazida, which is a diuretic, is an effective diuretic. I, 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 could, I, I should have, you know, I, I would have to take a lot of, uh, like, liters and liters of this diuretic to try to hide something. <clears throat> it's an effective diuretic to hide drugs. You know, so they, you saw, uh, for sure you saw the know that. So before they, they take athletes out from the fight, I think they should, considering, depends on, on what was your problem, you know, what was, uh, what was you, what you was, uh, you were caught with. Like in my case, they shouldn't took me out of the fight, I think. You know, they shouldn't take me out of the fight because, uh, it was uh, almost clear that it was a contamination, you know, because it was traits of a diuretic, you know. Of course, it, it could be a, di- uh, uh, a contamination. So they they shouldn't take me out of the fight and stop me for uh, for nine months, you know, to investigate the thing. They should allow me to fight, and then if I got if it was my fault, if I got guilty, 
then they can double the penalty. But right. uh, you know they cannot just stop the, the the our our lives because this is our lives. Like you said, you know, age is against us. Yeah, and when they take away a certain, especially when you're proven, like you said, when, when when there's factors that would lead you to believe, like we just talked to Chad Mendez uh, before you and Chad again was using a topical thing to treat psoriasis. Now again, it's the fighter's responsibility to read the label. But yeah. uh, it really is a little frustrating. Now USADA is working to try to shut down some of these compounding pharmacies. But again, that doesn't that doesn't mean that USADA shouldn't work a little bit faster or be a little louder when you are completely found not guilty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and also because uh, uh, like I spend a lot of money, you like testing the supplements, a lot of money with the lawyers, uh, a lot of money. Man, uh, my my, uh, you, I was I was. I wasn't, it was impossible for me to work. I was impossible for me to, to keep uh, living my life, like living my life as, as normal. And I was spending a lot of money. So it's not a good situation, especially because I, I was innocent, you know? So, uh, I, like I said, I don't wish that for nobody. And I was using a pharmacy because a pharmacy, uh, in my mind would be the right thing to do because sure. they have a, a obligation to do, uh, to certify, you know, the supplements or the medicines that they do. So uh, it was a it was a nightmare. Yeah, and, and and at home, you know, you're home with you know with your family. Is it one of those things that feels like it's probably never going to end? Like you're caught you're caught up in something that you can't control. You can't make it go faster. You can't make it go away. And that's just got to lead to depression and, and real frustration. Yeah, you don't know what to do, man. I was like this. I was. I was seated at home and I was looking uh, to my son, you know, who who just got born at that time. And uh, uh, thank God, you know, for that because I think he gave me a lot of strength to 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 you know to to go through that. And I was looking to my wife and I was looking to the whole scenario and I I didn't know what to do. That's the the worst feeling in the whole world, you know, because you are being accused for something that you didn't do and there's nothing you can do about it. you can do about it you, you in the usada system it's even uh, uh, different than the law says you know because uh, uh, you you are innocent until you prove guilty you know sure. until they prove guilty and the usada it's different you're guilty until you prove you prove you're innocent so it's it's crazy. Now, with, with, can you talk about the moment that you found out that you had been cleared? What was that moment like? Was it a phone call? Did you get an email, or or did you know that that the decision was coming? How did you find out you'd been cleared? Yeah, my lawyers they 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 told me, you know. But uh, first of all, like months ago, uh, like with uh, four or six months of investigation, they 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 were proving that they found uh, the, on three of my supplements they found the substance you know the diuretic so i i, th- I thought with myself oh, okay it's done but no they they took like more uh, four more months or uh, you know they took more time to still come prove uh, that, that i was uh, that, that i didn't contaminate uh, i didn't taint my my supplements on purpose so yeah that was that was something that was something very strange that I didn't understand. I still didn't understand why you know they they did all these things because for me and for most part of the people that even even doctors I was talking with they it was so clear 
that it, it was a contamination or something like that, you know. But uh, but of course, I, I'm not against USADA. I'm not against them. Sure, I, sure. I want to see. I I want to see the cleanest part. You know, I want to see who's the real champion. I want to see uh, truth in, in this sport. You know, but uh, I think they have to find find a, a better way to do this because uh, because uh, you know I'm I, I'm an innocent guy and many other guys are innocent and uh, and, and they are against going against us because they're the cheaters. Even like the cheaters, they know how to hide things and they know how to do the thing. They w- they wouldn't got, got get cut by uh, diuretic or something. They know how to do the thing. You know, they have some people behind of them uh, uh, helping them with the with that. So you know, I don't know. I, I think it, get, it needs to get better. That's a great point too. That, that there are certain things that when they show up, it's probably obvious that the fighter didn't do this because a cheater would be yeah, hiding this. Of course. Now you're fighting, uh, obviously, uh, you're the main event here against Blagoy uh, Ivanov on uh, it's Boise this Saturday, July the 14th at 10 yeah. on FS1. Now uh, he is a former champion in WSOF, uh, former heavyweight champion. Uh, you know, a lot of guys might not know who he is. And is this, do you consider this a dangerous fight? A guy who is not known by a lot of people who is not, is this his first UFC fight? This is his debut, yeah. Yeah, his debut. Uh, but those guys can be dangerous. Like when Justin Gaethje came in, he was a champion from another, uh, another, uh, uh, league. And if he comes in all of a sudden, you know, he beats, uh, oh my God, Michael, Michael Johnson. fucking Johnson. My memory is going <laughs> junior. I'm getting old. Um, so how do you, how do you, how do you feel about Ivanov? And, uh, what do you think is his greatest weapon against you? Well, yeah, Ivanov is a is a tough guy, no doubts about that. And no, there's no easy fight these days, you know. Everybody's training a lot. Everybody's getting very well prepared for for their their fights. This guy is coming, you know, for for to the UFC for sure. He's looking to to make a very good debut uh, in the UFC, and he already beat on Sambo uh, Fedor Emelianenko, who was uh, I think the greatest heavyweight in the MMA so uh, until these days, you know. So uh, no doubt he's a tough guy, you know, and I'm expecting a tough fight. And uh, because, you know, I, I did an excellent training camp. I'm feeling great about this fight. And that's what I want. You know, I want to give Boise and the whole world, you know, a good comeback and a tough, very tough fight. And if, it, if uh, everything goes the way I want, I'm going to knock him out. Yeah, well, uh, your boxing is uh, in- incredible. And, uh, you know, what do you think of the division now? I mean, if you win this fight, uh, who do you look to next? Again, you know that DC is going to fight Brock. That's the next fight. So Brock is just going to step in and get that shot. But uh, what do you think of the rest of the uh, the top five or top seven? Well, I think, uh, yeah, the... the the heavyweight division is a tough division, you know, no doubts, you know, it always tough fights. But uh, this thing will happen how with uh, having Cormier as a ch- as the champion, and you know, it, it makes it, it change the whole scenario. You know, now now we have a new target, and the target is uh, Daniel Cormier. Every time you become a, ta- a you become the champion, you become a target. Too, yeah, you know, so everybody wants to fight against you. So now our our target is Daniel Cormier. You know, and uh, yeah, well, like we have, like you, you said, we have other great guys fighting this division, and no doubts we got, we're going to have a lot of excitement 
for the fans in the future. Well, you know, because him and, and, and Brock are going to fight. Now, he will not fight Kane. He has said he won't. And he's 39, so how many more fights does Cormier have? Whether he wins or loses, but he may Kane, do. Kane is not fighting anymore. Where is Kane? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. They said he's healthy. He, I saw him back uh, backstage in, uh, at, uh, at 226, and he looked pretty good. But uh, I, I'm hearing he, he's ready. But is he not ready? Have you not heard that? Uh, actually, uh, I, I I I don't know. I I didn't I didn't hear anything about about him for 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 years already. You know, but I know that he's doing uh, sparring sessions with Bagoy, sparring sessions with the C. So I don't know why he's not coming back. You know. Okay, so maybe you know something we don't. Maybe he's actually not going to come back and fight. I don't know. I I hadn't heard that until you just said that. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's happening over there. But of course, uh, this fight. Uh, with um, uh, Cormier and 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 um, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar, yeah. no doubt. You know, it's an interesting fight. It's a huge guy against a a short heavyweight like Cormier is, but uh, it's gonna be an interesting fight, no doubt. But I did at the beginning, I didn't understand why the two division champion Daniel Cormier, a heavyweight champion at that time, you know, he just conquered the, the heavyweight champion, was inviting. Brock Lesnar to, yeah. to step in the cage. That was the weirdest thing ever, you know? It was a little... He said, Daniel Cormier said it was the most special woman in his life. Why he wants to share that moment with uh, with Brock, you know? I didn't understand that. Brock, you know, Brock didn't get retired or something, you know? He didn't stop. He got cut by Usada by using drugs. Yes. So, uh, yeah, he got cut by that, you know? He doesn't... He didn't. He wasn't by another thing, you know. So, uh, but but afterwards, I understood because uh, he was saying on the press conference, it's all about money, you know. So Brock oh. Lesnar sells a lot, a lot of pay per views, and uh, that's what that's what. Then it makes sense, you know. He wants an easy fight with a lot of money. He's a smart champion. Cormier looked outside that ring and saw a bank truck backing up to the to the, st the steps of the cage. That's why. It easy was a smart steal. move. Yeah, easy to, to broke. <laughs> and bro look, Brock is, you know, it's funny. Brock will, will leave and he comes back and then he beats a guy like Mark Hunt. You know, Brock is a guy like as much as I would pick Cormier in that fight. Brock is still a talented wrestler and an extremely powerful guy. And if he gets on top of any, I mean, and obviously Kane and, and, and uh, Alistair Overeem, that could have been the diverticulitis that made him very vulnerable in that fight. But if Brock gets on top of anybody with his weight and strength, he is a dangerous guy if he starts hammer fisting you on top. That's easier said than done against a guy like Cormier. But Brock is, I don't think, an easy fight for anybody. Uh, yeah, uh, uh... <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. You know, he's a he, he's a actually he's a huge guy. You know, if he's on top of you uh, on the ground, it's it's gonna you're gonna be in trouble, no doubt. You know, but how he gonna get there? You know, it's not that 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 simple. Maybe against a Cormier, a heavyweight Cormier, which is a uh, is is huge too. You know, he's he's like he was he showed up like very big. You know, yeah. he was. He was big, you know, so he's not going to be that fast, too, you know, against Brock Lesnar. So, yeah, I, I, I see uh, maybe 5%, uh, 10% for Brock Lesnar in this fight, chances. Well, I'll tell you the thing with DC. I mean, everyone, uh, DC has an incredible chin. I mean, it literally took Jones 
kicking him in the head and then tripping yeah. him to get him down. DC is an incredibly tough guy. And when he hit that steep bay with that short right, it didn't even seem like it was the cleanest right. Like it was a nice shot, but it didn't seem like a perfect punch and he still dropped him with it. Yeah, the 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 punch that knock you out, let me tell you something. The punch that knock you out is the punch that you don't see coming. Right. That's the problem because when you see the the, the, the punch coming, you prepare your body to 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 absorb, you know, that that that, that power, that punch. And that what that's what happened with the with Miochich at that time. He wasn't expecting that punch, and that punch was right in the chin, and he and he he didn't see the punching coming, so he wasn't prepared for that. So he got knocked out, and he just collapsed. Know? It reminded like when you fought yeah. Kane the first. I still can't believe that's 2011. That first fight on fight, you kind of yeah. hit him. If I remember correctly, it was like the top of the head. It was an odd place to knock somebody out. Yeah, it was uh, in the year or, or or something like that. Yeah, but it was it was uh, it was kind of different. I think he was he saw the punching coming, but uh, but uh, we call we call that punching uh, that punch uh, mata cobra. Well, uh, in Portuguese, uh, it would be like kill the snake or something like this. You know, you just throw the punch uh, that overhand right very hard. And uh, and it, when it connects, because it, it has the whole the, the the whole weight of the body, because you're throwing the whole body together, right. you know. So it's a strong punch, and uh, it connected, and uh, uh, that w- that was a good fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, I imagine the you, other, you the looked. The other ha- wasn't good, but that one that one was good. You looked very pleased at the end of that one, if I remember correctly. Uh, okay, so it's the main event this Saturday. Are you in Boise right now? I am, yeah, in Boise, is right a, in the arena. Is it a fun city? Yeah, it is a fun city, beautiful city, actually, with nice people. Uh, it's, it's the first time they, that UFC is going to be here. Sure. And people there, they're a huge fan. They're, you know, we have a lot of fans here. So everywhere I go, you know, people treat me very well. And they, they come to, to, to ask for pictures or something. Everybody's very excited for, for, for the show on Saturday night. And also the arena is sold out already, so oh, good. actually, yeah, it's going to be a good show. So uh, Dos Santos Ivanov is this Saturday, July the 14th from Boise. It's a great card. Sage Northcutt's fighting Zach Otto, of course, uh, Rick Lennon, Bermudez, Randy Brown, Nico Price, Miles Jury, Chad Men. I mean, Kat Zingano's on this card against uh, Marion Renault. This is an incredible card. So good luck, Junior. We're really happy you're back, and congratulations on being vindicated completely. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I can't wait to be uh, fighting again, to be putting a good show for you guys. Thank All right, buddy. Good luck and uh, nice talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, what a nice guy he is. How can anybody not like Junior DeSantis? I, I love Junior, and I, I, you know, we always say it like when a guy loses, you sometimes gain more fans that yes. way. And at, after the losses to Kane, he just oh, always handled it like such a professional, such a nice guy. Yeah, and I'm really glad that he's back. And I'm glad that people know that. You know, he, didn't he didn't do cheat. it. Yeah, he wasn't cheating. And, so. and that was what made me like Connor. Like I didn't like Connor. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge Connor fan, but I respected him more after his loss to, to Diaz. I liked him more. Yep. I'm like, yeah, you know, oh, that's the guy. Okay. He's just a fighter and he lost. And he's yeah. and he's taken it and he's, you know, hey man, he's a better man. I I respect a guy who who loses like that. So should we do picks? Uh yeah, well, I was actually gonna call uh, Matt Sarah. He's, okay, let uh, me pee real quick. Yeah, sure. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back. 
Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our friends over at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Let's talk about buying a home. It is an extremely stressful but important purchase, and it's one of the biggest events of your life. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, which could turn a great experience into an anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying process. Here's how it works. They check your income, assets, credit, They give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to sellers. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They're going to lock your interest rate up for 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then once you've found it, if interest rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down, here's the beauty. You get to keep the lower rate. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-day purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hello. Hi, is this Matt or is this Matt's people? <laughs> You're my people. Hey, buddy. Got, it, 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 you're right. Are you it's in Vegas? Buddy. Are you in Vegas? I'm still here, yeah, man. I'm still at the Red Rock. Oh, that's I'm nice. Sam. Okay. We, I really, I enjoy the Red Rock, man. Despite whatever, you know, it's not the normal scene at the Red Rock. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's cool. Uh, what, you know what I'm saying? Because you see that fucking video that went, went fucking viral. Yes. It's normally very chill here. That's why I didn't even want to go out that night, you know? Is your family still with you? chill here. Yeah, man, I got the whole family with me. That's nice, just hanging out with and the my wife in-laws. And my in-laws just went home. Yeah, man, we're having a good time. Jimmy, thank you for coming out, by the way. Of course. I wanted to go to the fights. You probably, you probably had to because it was business, no? Because you had to do a show. No, I didn't have I'm to. I could have said no and not done it. I, I, they, they can't make me travel. But I wanted to go see the fight, and I went in early so I could mm-hmm. see you. I mean, uh, normally I would have got there you know, Friday morning, but I wanted to go in and, and, and see your induction. It was nice. Yeah, thanks, man. And that goes for you, too, Chris, the producer. Oh, and it was nice to see your uh, your better half also. Yes, thank you. Yeah, she was very happy to meet you and, and Jim. She never met Jim either, so we had a great time out there. Yeah. So, a, lot of, a lot of love. A lot of love out here, no, Jimmy? We had a good time, no? It was great, dude. The fighter, uh, Rockhold, I thought was fun on the show. I thought Kevin Lee was fun on the show. Um, yeah. everybody was, you know, not one shitty experience. Had a nice time talking to Cowboy and seeing Wonder Boy. And okay, wait, hold on. I got a shitty experience. What? Can I, can I be honest with you guys? Yeah. I just had to ease into the whole doing this by phone thing. I'm feeling better now. Um, I wasn't crazy about the live show. Matter of fact. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't. It either. haunts me. I, do, I think it was not. It was anywhere from to, to like a. It was anything from shit to just like a really just terrible shit. It was horrible. Let me it correct. Hold on. Let me correct myself. I, I, Jimmy, I was I was happy with the I was happy with the people. You're right. I didn't like the setup of the live show at all. I'm talking about I only the interactions it. with the fighters. Not only did I hate it, I hate the setup. I hate that the people, the way I don't know if they did. I guess they don't do any sound checks. I'm, like, I'm not being. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not being an asshole. I'm not complaining because I'm everything's so positive right now. But we have to talk about this in case I didn't listen to the show. Uh, it might have came out better on air. It did not have a very good vibe there. It was the one me and you did sitting with each other while there was people in that casino thing. Uh, where were we? 
It was at the convention too. I thought it was gonna be like that. Yeah. Remember the first one you said was shit. That was not too great either. It was. But it was, dude. It was. It was way better because it was more intimate. We could talk to the crowd. We could. I don't know, man. It wasn't what I expected at all to like deal with all. And not only that, the guys that could hear us, there was a big roped off section, so they they were like a football football field away. You called me up and I just complained. No, but you're not wrong. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I agree with you completely. I thought the people were, were great. Like, again, I, I loved Luke and I loved uh, Kevin, but the, the setup, we will never do it like that again. We've said that before. Man, and, and, and Jimmy, because, and because possibly the setup, because I've gotten along well with, with Luke Rockhold before, I wasn't vibing well with Luke for summer. Kevin was awesome. I love Kevin Lee. I yeah. think that kid is fucking, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's smart. He's a smart fucking kid. He is. I see, yeah. I see the moves he's fucking maneuvering. I think he's a smart kid, a talented kid. I really like him. And Luke Rockhold, I do like. Don't get me wrong. I've had, I'm, this was the first, I'm not saying it was a bad interaction. It was just weird. He mentioned Chris, that was Chris Weidman. That got me in a, a shitty mood. I think you know, he was just kidding. I, I think he was just I kidding. I know. I know, but you weren't in the fucking corner, Jimmy. That's I true. Uh, but I, th- I still think <laughs> you know, so, it's almost like you know, hey man, like I don't know, I don't want. To, listen, let's talk about positive stuff. Well, wait, and by the way, let me say so. If people don't know what you're talking about, go back and listen to the live show, which does incidentally sound a lot better. It sounds better in the recording. Sure. It was just we felt a oh, little uncomfortable because we couldn't hear, but it was it was fine. And, oh well, well, what about that fucking? Ant? Okay, so it's fucking Chris Reduce is defending <laughs> defending it. Oh, listen to me. Uh... My fucking ADD. You, Chris, the fucking producer. Where was I? I don't know. You were, you were complaining about the live show. No, and I was about <laughs> to get into something very positive. Ah, son of a I bitch. Don't know, that's all right. um, when it's gone, it's gone. I needed you on stage, too, when Longo interrupted me. I know. We, to- we talked you know? to uh, Chad Mendez today. We talked to Junior Dos Talk Santos. Um, the card looks, dude, this card looks really fucking. We're promoting uh, Boise this Saturday. There's some really good fight. We want to do our picks, and I know that you're happy yes. to do this first pick. Uh, it's a, of course it's a, a, a women's bantamweight fight. It's Marion Renault versus Kat Zingano. Now, Ma- tell me about Marion's last fight. It was very impressive. She she wait hold on don't tell, don't say a word actually. Okay. She she's the one that if I got this wrong I'm gonna feel like a fucking ass. No, no come on she, now. Uh, she weathered the storm with um. She's she is she a teacher? Marion Renault is yeah, yeah she is yeah, and she weathered the storm versus um, what's the, the the one Sarah McMahon yes yes sir. All right, I know. I, listen, I don't I don't get any sheets in front of me. I'm by, I'm outside the Red Rock at the fucking at the spa. I know that sounds fancy. It's <laughs> not really fancy, fancy. It's like twenty five bucks a day. But I go outside. It's like a co-ed thing. It's outside. It's like secluded. All right. That's very so nice. I'm jealous I'm that you're still in Vegas. Vegas is the best. I'm having a good time. I, wow, she had good jujitsu. Yeah, she this won by really triangle good. choke in her last fight, right? Yeah, but and, and but that's it for being, this is going to be a fun fight. Yep. But, you know, I know Kat personally, too, that does, you know, you know me, I always sometimes go, I'm a little biased, the people I, I know and, and, and like, but... I'm going to say Cat is due. Styles make fights. Agree. Cat's smart with jujitsu. She's not, she's no lemon on the floor. You know what I mean? She's good. Really good on top. Uh, I think, I think Marion is going to be dangerous on the bottom, but I think Cat's going to just dominate, I feel, on, on top. 
and she's uh, you know I think that Marion's going to have enough to to not get finished, but I, I'm going to say cap by decision. Okay. I have cap by a second round submission. Oh, Ooh. okay. Wow. Um, I'm going to take cat first round knockout. I think she's had a couple of, <laughs> of fights where she came out. She lost by decision. She wasn't crazy about how those fights went. I think she's just going to come out and uh, try to try to overpower Marion in the first round. Yeah, I, I, the only thing that that stopped me from saying that is seeing that girl in the crucifix, seeing that girl totally dominate in that first round, and then come back like a beast that second round. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. So I sure. think she's going to be tough enough to hang in there. But I think Cat is overdue for a W. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what's up? What's next? Uh, we have Miles Jury against Chad Mendes just coming back after two-year USADA suspension. Wow. I know, two years. But he's wow. only 33. Well, first, of all, a, first of all, that's a great fight. Great fight. Holy shit. Um, wow. That's a good one. Miles Jury. Miles Jury's tough. Chad's been... and, and he's, How old is he? He's a young kid. 28. Miles? He is... Yeah, yeah he's 29. Yeah. All right, not bad. Uh, Chad's going to be in shape. Yes. Oh, man, guys. Well, I'll go last. Go ahead, guys. Go. I am personally, I'm going to take Chad third round submission. Okay. Do you think I'm going to lose you guys if I walk in and get coffee? Like, is there's like a coffee thing where I don't well, We're only going to be a couple more minutes anyway. We're just doing picks. All right, Jimmy. I want to fucking come up. You're, like, you're cozy in the action by the spa. What am I complaining about? Go ahead, guys. I'm with you. I, I'm taking Mendes third round submission. All right. You want me to go Mendes, or you, you need a, a minute, Matt? Uh, go ahead. I don't want you on my coattails. I don't want you fucking saying what I say. Um, I th- I'm going to go with Chad Mendes by decision. I think his wrestling is going to be the difference here. Miles is very tough. I don't think he's going to get stopped, but I think Chad's going to be able to, uh, you know, keep him up against the fence, take him down and kind of stay on top of him and, and impose his will. So I'm taking Mendes mm-hmm. by decision. Now it sounds like I'm copying you. Well, I was going to say Chad Mendes by decision. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, well, you're both wrong. Uh, now oh, our pal shit. our pal Randy Brown fighting Nico Price. It's a fun fight. Very fun fight. Yeah, I, very fun fight. Uh, I I just can't, I can't, I, actually I can't bet against the other guy at this point. Randy's been at my school a bunch. I consider the guy a friend now. Not only that, He's a dangerous motherfucker. Yep. You know what I mean? And I can no, he's dangerous. He's rolling with guys that are really top notch. So I think if Nico Nico's best shot, I feel or most likely would be in the in the in the grappling realm. I mean, he's crazy he's scrappy. But I think no. Randy's nasty standing up, man. I, I think uh I I'm gonna say Randy Brown Nico's tough. I'm gonna say Randy Brown by decision. You know, I'm going to say the same thing because for the same reason. I think Randy's stand-up is really good, but I do think that Nico is tough. Um, Nico's tough as shit, man. Yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to say Randy by decision. Yeah, if it wasn't against Randy, I, I'd probably be inclined. I mean, I really thought about this one anyway, but I know Randy's a friend of the show. And, well, you know, whoever we, you want. Talking, no, I know, but I, I was you thinking about taking Nico by submission, but I actually think because Nico's a bit wild, he'll get in somebody's face. I think this is a good opportunity for Randy to throw his hands a little bit, which we know he's been working on. So I'm going to go with Randy Brown, second round knockout. That's nice. All right. Um, All right. Next up, we got. Wait, wait, tell me, wait, oh, really sure. quick. Tell me about this card. Where is it from, and where? It's in Boise this so Saturday. With everything else, this uh, what th- is that? This Saturday, it's in Boise, Idaho. That's awesome, man. I get to just relax. All right, good guy, guys. 
Um, another friend of the show, Dennis Bermudez, is taking on Rick Glenn. Do you remember Rick Glenn's last fight? When's the last time he was in there? Yeah, Rick Glenn's last fight was actually kind of the same Miles. fucking thing. I guess that's the same fucking thing. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It was against Miles Jury um, at the end of the year card, December 30th. He It was a decision loss uh, to Miles Jury. And then before that, he had a big decision win over Gavin Tucker, which was kind of like a, a bad beating. Uh, Tucker's orbital bone got broken. So he's one and one in his last two fights. One, one very decisively. And then um, had a unanimous decision lost to Miles Jury. Hmm. You know what? You know, you'd be thinking Dennis is looking to grapple. Next thing you know, Dennis Allen blends that big fucking overhand. Dennis Bermuda's second round KO. Okay. I, Jimmy, I said it. <laughs> Well, I'm going to uh, go with Dennis. Sorry, guys, per- I'm getting excited now. I'm getting excited for the fight. I'm wait- I, I literally just woke up right before I called you guys. Dennis Bermuda. Oh, yeah, it's right. It's earlier in Vegas. It is. Yeah, that's it, man. I, I want some credit for not. For, I know I, 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 I started slow out of the gates, but I'm back now. All right, go ahead, Jimmy. Who? I am going to go Dennis Bermuda's first round TKO. Whoa. Mm-hmm. All right. It almost makes me reconsider, but I'm not reconsidering. Um, I'm taking Dennis Bermudez by unanimous decision. All right. We're going with the fucking menace. He goes with the menace, too. Is he right? Dennis the menace. Dennis the menace, yeah. Um, yeah. Co-main event, Sage Northcutt versus Zach Otto. Sage is moving back up to 170 after two straight wins at lightweight. I wonder why oh, he's doing I guess the weight cuts. The weight cuts tough for him. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's, he's a growing boy. Yeah. Um, Jimmy. Yes. Tell me, oh, no, I should say Krista Pedusa. Yeah, what is mean? Zach Otto's Tell me about, Yeah, I was going to ask that. Uh, Zach Krista Otto Pedusa. knocked out Mike Pyle in his last fight. That was March 3rd. That was Mike Pyle's uh, retirement, retirement fight. Right. Yep. Um, and then before oh, that, that, Zach Otto had been knocked out by Li Jinglong, who we know is incredibly sure. tough. So he's one and one in his last two, but he had a knockout win in his last fight. You know, I'm going to have to go with Sage because he's doing, he's fighting really well. And he's training uh, at Alpha Male, correct? Or is correct. It, yeah. Yep. So uh, I think his ground game is definitely going to get better. He seemed more comfortable on the ground. I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with Sage by third round TKO. Okay. Mm, this is so intriguing. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going with Sage and Wolf Cut by second round TKO. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to take Sage as well. I'm going to go by decision. I think he's going to have to readjust to carrying a little bit of the extra weight into the octagon. Uh, Zach Otto is very tough, and but I think Sage will be able to, you know, keep away from him, do his thing, throw some kicks, maybe get some takedowns. I think decision for Sage Northcutt makes sense. His first win at welterweight. Now the main event is... You know what, oh, sorry, you know what I love doing, Jimmy, every day like at the uh, Red Rock? What? I just want to interrupt a little bit just for the, the people at home. Uh, I love going and getting a nice steam. Yeah. Not, oh, man. I start, Jimmy, I start my day. I have a nice coffee, and I'm outside right now. I feel like I'm, it's, even though I'm in Vegas, it almost feels like I'm in, in the mountains somewhere. There's like trees above me. It's so beautiful out here. Then I get a nice steam. Don't look at Chris producer in the studio. Why? Well, I, I like a, a good look. steam. Are you guys giving each other a fucking look? No, we're making no, out. Yeah, we just stare at each other anyway. But yeah. yeah. All right. All right, guys, let's get back. But I'm just saying, I love a nice steam. I love the spa. 
Yeah. And I know this. I know the spa sounds really like. Ugh. But wow. I mean, it's where the steam room is. What, 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 do you, what do you work at Red Rocks I'll now? What's out, going on? I'll jump out. I'll jump into the cool pool. And by the way, I just want to apologize to the UFC affiliate army. Guys, guys, somebody press it. You, he has it. God, you could hit All the right, boo. I know it's too late. We apologize. It. Why? Because. Because I feel bad. I know it's no, it's really messed up. What after? Mm, sorry, I, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. What, buddy? You know what's really messed up? What after everything had like this weekend was a really. It's been a crazy week for me. Can I just tell you that really quick? Sure. We'll get back to the picks in one second. Can I just open up to you? Yeah, please I do. I don't talk to anybody. What's wrong? I can't talk, can I just tell you that people are wanting to talk to me? I can't talk to you guys. Is it this the place? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh fuck! I right, forget it, guys. Let's no, well, what's the matter? What's, what's you've had a great week? I'm trying to say we had a great week. Yeah. All I think about, not all I think about. That's not true. I actually, I probably thought about it from this. What I thought of calling you guys was like, I'm not happy with that live show. I'm not, and I'm not. And I'm. It's going to be unsettling. It, what? No, the right word. You, you it's are. It'll be bothering me until we do another. Me and you, we should. Can we do something in New York? Sure. Or LA or something? Do you think people want to come out and hang out with us? Dude, look, I mean, the live show in Vegas, I mean. Yes, Jimmy. I, I Jimmy, agree. Yes. It was not a great setup. We will. We can do one maybe at the Gramercy here in New York or the Village Underground. Right. We can do a live show here. We can do something you see, here. You see how I'm feeling better now, Jimmy? Yeah, you should be. Like I am a little, too. Like a, little, like a little kid that you give his little... His blankie or his papa. I feel better now. Hey, That's look, good. I, I didn't was, like I it. Was grumpy. I was grumpy. It was bothering me, Jimmy. Yeah. I like Luke Rockholm. I like people. It wasn't about that drunk, actually. Where's the security? Yeah. It was, I, listen. Terrible. It's wrong. The drunk at, at, the, at the podcast, not the other guy. Yeah, yeah, terrible All job. right, guys, let's get back. Listen, I feel better. I had to vent. If I can't vent to you, who am I going to vent to? Uh, dude, I, I agree with you, too. Now, the main event is... You know, uh, I feel better now. Junior against Blagoy Ivanov. Now, Ivanov is coming into his UFC fight, his UFC debut against uh, JDS. Um, look, I know the How guy was... How do you pronounce his name again? Uh, uh, Blagoy Ivanov. Ivanov. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Is he in a right? Yeah. Yep. I am Ivanov. I'm taking Junior first round knockout. I think Junior, Ooh. after this suspension, this nine months of his life, USADA not doing a faster investigation. Well, if, I mean, he did test positive. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's not wait, that USADA took wait, it, it from him, but. Wait, hold on. Yeah. What? You can't be yelling at the USADA. He, got, he tested positive for what? No, 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 no. I understand, but he was cleared. I, I'm saying the speed of their investigation should have been a little better. Well, wait. Did he get popped or no? Yes, he did, but it turns out it was a tainted supplement. A, I wish I was there to hit the boo button. <laughs> Why? Oh, fuck you. Well, I don't know. I don't like that the guy got popped. No, no. Did, uh, did he get did he get cleared? Yes, totally. Him, Little Nog, and uh, 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 Dilema. Oh, yeah, Marcus oh, oh, so he's So he's not, so, so he got found like not guilty in that whole situation? Completely not guilty, yeah. Oh, well, then I, then I take back my boo. Yeah. I, I, you gotta let me in on all this. Well, yeah, I'm trying um, to. Um... <laughs> 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 Jimmy, you fucking, you cracked me up. Go ahead. No, he uh, he wound it wound up being a uh, pharmaceutical company that there was oh, something shit. in the way they were making them. Like it wasn't his fault. All three of these guys, you saw it, it realized 
that they uh, it was not their fault at all. It was a completely accidental contamination. Yeah, it's called a compounding pharmacy. They make the pills right there, like as you order them, and they I guess didn't clean up well or whatever. They're mixing their their you know they're mixing stuff when they put it in the pills, so it had a, it was tainted. Yeah. So, uh, very. Who do you like in this fight, Matt? Tell me about the um, tell me about even off last fight. Uh, Evenoff is on a five-fight win streak. He won the World Series of Fighting uh, heavyweight title and then defended it four times in a row, and now he's coming over to the UFC. Uh, Evenoff, first round KO. Wow, okay. Well, I mean, wait, hold on. He came over from where? World Series? World yeah, Series World fight. Series. Yeah, his last fight was actually in the Pro Fight League, which is this, you know, they changed the you name. Give me, but it's give the, me the last two results of his last two fights. Go. He, had, he had a unanimous decision in his last fight uh, against Cal Allenser, and then he has a knockout of Sean Jordan, who, if I'm remembering correctly, did fight in the UFC at one point. Yeah, or Yeah. KO, first round. All right. Wow. Off the wall pick Junior, there. This is the, this is the thing. Junior, come out. I'm hungry to fight. Did it go out? He did a draw his fucking sword like he does in the middle of that thing. He usually comes out to the Rocky music, which is kind of not right. I mean, it's better suited than me. He did, I definitely did that first. Then, you know, he's going to be confident. This guy doesn't belong in the UFC. Who is this guy? I'm going to give this guy a lesson. Next thing you know, Evenoff's going to capitalize. First round KO. Jimmy, what do you say? First round KO, but JDS. I see Junior's winning this fight. All right. Um, All right. Listen I, to me. We're not going to agree on everything. I, I hear what you're saying there, Matt. I mean, I, I have Junior by third round knockout. I think I, I think it's going to be the opposite approach. I think he's going to know that. Like, he's going to come in thinking, I got to settle in. Like, it's been a while. So I think it'll take him a little bit to get started. Even off, will you know, make some waves early on. But I think Junior will catch him in the third round. So going with JDS, third round knockout. Man, well, listen, it's very exciting. Is the show a long show today? Did you guys get a night? I like stuff in before I called in. Yeah, we did like an hour with uh, talking to the uh, chat yeah, and Junior. So. We're, yeah. we're good then. Yep. I miss you guys. We miss you too, buddy. Horrible. Um, all right. So look, it, it looks, is earlier here, so if I was a little off today, give me not at all. No, you're break. not off at all. That's you fine. were not all off right, at all. All right, guys. It was good talking you know? to you. Oh, oh, by the way, the, the answer is zero. The answer is zero. I don't know what that means. Oh, I thought you wanted to know how many tickets are left for the Boston live show for Chip Chipperson. Oh, the shit. answer is zero. Oh, that mug is sold I, out. I walked right into that. Sold out. I walked right fucking into that. Fucking no tickets, Matt. <laughs> no, nah, don't, 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 don't do that. Go listen to me, SarahBJJ.com. And listen, people, if you could take anything away from that viral video, is that you should be trained and you should be training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu a year, under a year of training, you could have done exactly what I did to that fucking idiot. In that, uh, you could have controlled that that guy. So listen to me. It's up to you. Do you want a superpower? Or do you not want a superpower? I'm not making you learn how to feel more confident about yourself, get in better shape, and and be, and you know how they get a better swagger. All right, guys. Listen, that's all I wanted. I would have fucking just, just tossed I just you think off. Everybody should train. No, don't do that, Jimmy. Chip. Chip, it's not Jimmy. I, I, I won't take responsibility for him. You know what I love? You know what I love? That's the best. Jimmy knows this motherfucker. He knows how to get me off the phone. He's just going to act like that. <laughs> I'm out of here. It worked. It worked. All right, bye, bye, everybody. All right, see you Monday, man. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that was a good show. I mean, uh, thank you to Junior and thank you to Chad. And I'm really happy we got Matt on for the picks. Yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah, yeah. And um, all right, listen, man. Have a, don't forget to tune in this Saturday night. On uh, it's on Fox. Yeah, it's FS1, on FS1. FS1. Yep. And uh, what a great, great card. Yeah, there's some really good uh, Eddie Wineland, Darren Elkins uh, are fighting on the uh, Justin Scoggins yep. against. Uh, is it is it Sad or Syed Nurmagomedov? Uh, I think it's Saeed Nurmagomedov. Said, yeah, and that's uh, Khabib's brother. cousin. Yeah. Oh, cousin. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Liz Carmouche is uh, uh, Jennifer Maya. Any yep. relation to Damien? No, no, they're not related. Common name. Okay. Um, really, oh, really Jessica Aguilar, by the way, against uh, Jody Esquivel. That was the fight in, that was supposed to take place in. Um, Utica, where she got pulled because of like the chap lips or whatever. So Ridiculous. she's getting there. That fight was rescheduled. So, yeah, right. it's a really good card, actually. Excellent card. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, thank you, man. Be right back. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in LA a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.